welcome to another episode of Give Me Five, the part of the show where I've got five questions for David. He's got five questions for me. We do not know what they are, but by God, we will answer them honestly. Now, of course, I should mention again that I've got David Hoffman here sitting across from me, at least on my phone. That's, I mean, if we're going to, we're going to be honest with the people, we might as well say, I've got you on a phone call right now, just looking at me with those those luscious hazel eyes of yours. God, how can I resist them? How are you doing, David? Uh, I'm glad that there there's an ocean between us. I, oh, I'd swim. I've never. <laughs> I would swim for those uh, for those eyes. Is that a promise? Is that, I would only make it if I could deliver. All right, uh, David. I don't know who the heck went first last week, but I'm going to give did. it to you. I, well, see, this is this is why it works. I naturally give it to you when. You deserve it. It didn't. You know, I don't think it really matters. Yeah, but I'm I'm ready to go first. I'm I'm, absolutely. I got I got one word for you, followed by many others. Um, Mm. The word is pizza. Ooh, I can stop you right there. Yes. At home, at at home, I had pizza for dinner for the first time in a long time. Mainly because I've been searching for a new pizza place here where I live currently. I miss 800 degrees. Very much. 800 degrees pizza in Los Angeles. Just Mm. to be clear, yeah, 800 degrees is in Los Angeles, and currently you reside in the Netherlands, correct? Yes, currently. Okay. Um, Furthermore, my mom is going to make pizza on Friday for my brother-in-law's birthday, which is very exciting. When it comes to pizza, New York, Chicago, or Neapolitan? Oh, I, you know what? I'm going to go with Chicago personally. I oh, like it a little bit. No. I know. I know. I know. But here's the thing. Here's my thing is that I'm a plain guy. So I can understand if you like all the fancy fixins as as we just uh, went on a hillbilly elegy. Elegy. Jesus Christ. That's that's such a deceptively hard word because I don't want to say eulogy, but at the same time I need to make it whatever. The point being. If you want all the fixins on a pizza, I can understand why you would want a, a lesser crust to appreciate all the toppings. But when I myself only like cheese and possibly pepperoni on a pizza, I I just I appreciate more bread to kind of mellow out the cheese and and the the sauce as well. Uh, I'm a I'm a Neapolitan guy. I grew up with an Italian mother, so yeah. That is is just painful. I like New York pizza I can appreciate, but Chicago Maybe I've just never had good Chicago pizza. I mean, it's a very different concept, you know? It's, right. It and almost doesn't even seem dish? like... Well, that's what I was talking about, Chicago deep right. dish. Isn't that right? Well, uh, I don't know. I just... Well, there, there is a little bit of a difference. There are nuances okay. within Chicago well, pizza. I, I well, myself am not a deep dish pizza kind of guy, but I am a, a bigger crust kind of guy. Like, I, I don't believe in... in see, that... Uh, that cu- even that, I, 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 I can't do. I can't right. do. I'm a Neapolitan... Italiano kind of guy. I, I understand. Right. I understand. There's a there's a ocean of difference between us and our opinions. All right, David. Universal Studios Japan plans to open its 580 million dollar Nintendo attraction on February the fourth. Finally, debuting a long delayed effort to introduce Mario and other beloved characters to real world theme park visitors. Super Nintendo World, built on the existing Universal Studios Japan site, is envisioned as a life-size replica of Nintendo Company's most popular games with rides, shops, and walkthrough activities. One of the first attractions will be a Mario Kart ride inside a recreation 
of Bowser's Castle. Borrowing an idea from the Super Mario franchise, visitors can collect virtual coins by wearing a dedicated wristband as they explore the area and interact with park features via a Switch console. This brings up an interesting question, David. Which franchise that does not currently host a theme park would make for an incredible theme park? Incredible. Um, I- incredible. We're only incredible. we're only going for astounding and you know, beyond the good first thing here on this podcast. I'm thinking I'm thinking I would kind of maybe possibly enjoy a Game of Thrones theme. Theme park like kind of like a Harry Potter world where you can go in and you can Drink well, ale and and order like a a pie or or a like the, I think the food would be the biggest attraction like and that that's that's a huge thing for me as well but but you know you could have a dragon roller coaster as well and and um, the only the only problem with that is that most theme parks attract both adults and kids yeah this would this be is very for me Phil. only yeah of course <laughs> I, I i'd imagine that this is very much like uh, like an axe throwing bar where they know their audience they know that this part of universal studios is sectioned off no kids beyond but by god all the dads and and you know hey maybe even a lot of the uh, women would like to ride a dragon roller coaster yeah uh, and so there we go maybe 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 minus the brothels Hey, now, now, don't disrespect <laughs> the brothels. They are a fine institution, tax-paying organization. I suppose maybe they'll, maybe they should open it up in Amsterdam, and, there you and go. then they can Test go to the brothels. It. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Test drive. Yeah, yeah. All right. Go ahead, David. All right. My sister had her birthday recently, oh, and I happy bought birthday. her. Yeah. Happy, uh, happy birthday to Sabrina. Uh, Sabrina. I bought her a blank canvas. She is a wonderful artist. You can see, <laughs> you can see her work at. B under B the letter B underscore artistries underscore on Instagram. She right. was telling me about an artist who made fourteen thousand dollars on a piece that he had made in minutes. Uh, he sold it on eBay and made fourteen thousand uh, dollars. What is the most obscene amount of money that you've spent on something that maybe wasn't worth so much? Uh, so here's the thing. I'm very much a minimalist in life and practice. Like my, like my drink when I go out and get quote unquote drinks is an Arnold Palmer. I just, I, I very much am a very down to earth guy. Like even when I buy a car. down to guy earth. Down to guy earth. That's the kind of earth I am. Uh, but I, I will say the most ashamed I feel is whenever I let anybody know, I've told everybody about the guest pillow prior but the main pillow that I have on my bed, and I, I feel ashamed to admit this, is is was about like a hundred, a hundred and twenty dollars. Okay. <laughs> I, I I I get it. You know, I, it's, I mean, it's not that obscene. It's really not that obscene. I don't know, cause I mean, I sometimes when I go to somebody else's house and they, I mean, they they just have a pillow and then I'm like, ooh, let me fill it out. I'm like, this is nice. I mean, it's even got a silk overlay, you know, like the the uh, what is it a, a uh, a pillow, pillow. What's a pillow uh, cover? Pillow case. There we go. Pillow case, and it's got like some silk on it or something. And I'll be like, "Ooh, this is nice." Uh, David, our mutual friend, this is nice. This is a nice silk pillow case you got here. How much did this pillow cost you? And they're like, "Oh, I mean, I just got it from a hotel." Or like, "Oh, I got it at Walmart for sale on Black Friday. It was a buck." And I'm like, I feel just so cheapened by it because just the initial like first hour of it feels good, but it's for the whole night that we buy it for a hundred dollars anyways 
Anyways, anyways, uh, David, about a week ago, President-elect Joe Biden was confined to a walking boot after an incident occurred where he injured his foot after playing with his dog. David, what is the weirdest way you have injured yourself? Oh, um, <laughs> I, okay, so I've only really had two, uh, two broken bones in my life. The mm. first, well, the second, I'll say, the second was my finger playing rugby, um, where my finger oh. got caught, uh, caught in, in a guy's, as I was tackling a guy, got caught in his jersey, and, uh, and oh. it, it, when I, when I got up from the tackle, my finger was pointing the wrong direction. But that's ah. not really that weird. I mean, people get injured playing rugby, so. Right. Exactly. The weird one was probably when I was uh, at like two or two and a half or something. I, um, I we're, we had just moved into a new house in Kenya, and my dad was dr hanging up some paintings and he was drilling, and I got scared by the noise of the drill, and so I ran in the other direction and I tripped over his toolbox, hmm. um, which I guess is the <laughs> the it's not again it's not that weird, but but. Like, no, I tripped no, over a box. Did you ever find out what the noise was and what did you hurt, you said? It was a, it was a drill. I, I mean, it, it's a pretty normal noise now, but when I was two, I was like, yeah. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> and, and what did you say you hurt? My leg. I got a spiral uh, fracture up my, uh, up my, uh, my tibia. Oh, nice. Or was it oh, my femur? I don't know. It might have been my femur. I don't know. I was two. Yeah, yeah. Sounds about right. Okay. Okay. That, that'll that qualify. Certainly a drill. Oh, good to know. Your turn, David. All right. It's about time that United States went metric. There. <laughs> I said it. Okay. You guys are lagging behind and causing problems all over the world because of your stubbornness. The metric system is known for its prefixes. Ones you may already be familiar with are milli, such as millimeter, kilo, such as kilogram, giga, such as gigabyte. Uh, Etc. There are actually prefixes going down to one septillionth and up to one septillion. So, for example, milli being one one thousandth, kilo being a thousand, and giga being a billion, I think? Yes. Okay. Um, so, I'm going to name prefixes, and I want you to tell me if they exist or if I made it up. Okay, let's okay. go. All right. The first one is Femto, spelt F-E-M, M for Mike, T-O, F-E-M-T-O. Is that real or did I make it up? You know, wow. Um, I think, I think that normally, I, I, I want to say Fento is a thing, F-E-N-N-T-O. So I think that you just switched something out to make it. So I'm going to go fake on that one. Unfortunately, I was being truthful. Femto is uh. 10, 10 to the negative 15. So one quadrillionth. It's a very small number. So if I had yes, a femto femtometer, I'd probably be measuring protons and neutrons. Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay, number two. Jumo. J-U-M-O. <laughs> so I could have a jumogram. Right. And well, you tried to sell this one hard, and I think that you just saw Elliot Page's statement regarding uh, his preferred pronouns now, and I, that you saw, huh, 
Juno. I'm going to switch it up. So I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say false. I'm going to get this one right. False. You are correct. Jumo, I totally made it up. It doesn't exist. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Number three. Yoda or Yada. Y-O-T-T-A. Wow, you really wanted to sell it on that Yoda thing to make me feel bad about it. Oh, God, <laughs> I want it. I'm going to say that this is true, though. I think that you're 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 going the banana peel on the road, and you want me to uh -huh. fall for it, but I'm not. I'm going to say okay. true. All right, you're correct. Y-O-T-T-A, Yoda. It is the largest, 10 to the 24. Ooh. So that is one septillion. Um, for example, a Yoda bite would be a, a lot of data storage. Okay. All right, number four, EXA, E-X-A. Wow, very simple. It sounds about right. So like an exabyte, uh, I'm going to go with false. I'm going to go tit for tat. I'm going to say false. Okay, you are incorrect. Ooh, 10 I'm to the 18. Two. It is one quintillion, also very, very large. Uh, I believe it's right after um, Peta. It's Giga, uh, Terra, Peta, Exa. Anyway, moving okay. on, number five. So wait, how many have you gotten? You got... Um, I'm you two got, and two. I'm two and two. This is going to determine two and two. whether or not I'm a winner or a loser this week. This one, yes. Um, okay, Pico. P-I-C-O. Wow, that sounds like a great name for a pasta. We're gonna go with pico pasta. So I'm gonna say false. I I need to get a win, and I'm I I you don't have the guts. You don't have the guts to go uh, all these this way with another true. It was true. Ten no! to the negative. Ten to the no! negative twelve. One trillionth. No. Phil, I have a bonus one for you to at least level the score. You could be yeah, three and three. Let me be average, it is please. Z Zesto, Z-E-S-T-O. Man, that is the most jankiest sounding preemptive bite I could ever, like a Zesto bite. That sounds like how you measure spices on a on a piece of bread. <laughs> like, uh, what's the Zesto meter on it? I have to say <laughs> false. I swear, if this is not false, I'm going to use that as a measuring tool from now on. You are correct. It is false. I changed a letter. It is in fact Zepto with a P, no S. Zepto is the is the correct would have been correct. Well done, Phil. You 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 you're at least finishing level three and three. Let's move on. Huzzah! We we live to see another day. All right, David. Another David just won celebrity who wants to be a millionaire. David Chang oh. of Ugly, yeah, David Chang of Ugly Delicious won a million dollars for the Southern Smoke Foundation, the charity of his choice, becoming the first celebrity guest to win the million in the show's fabled history, which allows me to officially give you our rendition of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I've got Ooh. five of the hardest Who Wants to Be a Millionaire questions of all time, but luckily, David, you've got two lifelines. One is 50-50, where two of the wrong answers will be taken out. However, your other oh, lifeline so is... Yes, however, your other lifeline is the change-up, where if you want to, you can exchange the question for another. Alright, David, one mistake okay. and you're out. Let's get you a million here. Are you ready? 
I, I am ready. Uh, what again, do I win if I get them all right? Win? If you win, you get a million kisses sent to you from me, all right? How, how's that? It sounds interesting. Yeah. <laughs> all right, here we uh, go. Again, I want it to be noted that all these are actual who wants to be a millionaire million dollar questions. So let's go there. Wow. In the in the children's book series, where is Paddington Bear originally from? Is it A India? B Peru? C Canada or D Iceland? In the children's book series, wow. where is Paddington um, Bear originally from? Let me know if I need to, to India, give them to you again. India, Peru, Canada, or Iceland. Absolutely. You got them down. Um, and remember, you have two li- two lifelines available to you, yeah, but uh, we've got I, four more questions. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I kind of just want to go with the one that seems... The least likely and the most likely at the same time. I, I think I'm going to go with Peru. Final answer? Final answer. Da-da-dum. And you moved on. That is absolutely correct. Peru yes, is Yes, I is can't true. believe I got it right. Paddington from Peru. Yes, you need a little luck it seems in this so game. strange. Seems so unlikely. Okay, let's, let's do right. this. Come on. Next one. Which insect shorted out an early supercomputer and inspired the term computer bug? Was it A, a moth, B, a roach, C, a fly, or D, a Japanese beetle? Which insect shorted out an early supercomputer and inspired the term computer bug? Wow, um... Okay, I am gonna go. I wanna use 50 50. All right. The last two available, uh, the two available answers to you that both are possibly true are A, moth, or D, Japanese beetle. Oh, that's frustrating. Okay, I'm gonna go with Japanese beetle because I don't know why you would say bug if it was a moth. So I'm gonna go with Japanese beetle. Final answer? Yes, final answer. Unfortunately, oh, it was no. a moth. It was a moth. I, I remember, this is their labelings and not mine, so oh, I, I, I have no uh, reason why yeah. they would label moth. Let's go one more just for just for funsy, or until you need to use your other lifeline. All right, okay, here we go. All right. Which of the following men does not have a chemical element named for him? Is it A... Oh. Albert Einstein, B, Niels Bohr, C, Isaac Newton, or D, Enrico Fermi. I, I know Fermi. this. I, I actually once had the entire uh, periodic table memorized, and the answer is Isaac Newton. Final answer. Absolutely. Look at that. Ugh, it's just so sad. So sad. 50-50 shot. Anyways, uh, next one. Which of the following landlocked countries, and I remember that you're into geography, which of the following <laughs> landlocked countries is entirely contained within another country? Oh, is I it know A, this. Is it A, Lesotho, B, Burkano Faso, <laughs> C, Mongolia, or D, Luxembourg? It is uh, Lesotho. 
A Lesotho oh, final answer. Th- th- that one too. Yes, absolutely. David, oh, this is so sad. This is I know. so incredibly sad. I should have switched to... it out. I should have switched out the question. Uh, it's so hard to use two lifelines on one, though. I get it. I know. I know. Uh, all right. During World War II, U.S. soldiers used the first commercial aerosol cans to hold what? A. Cleaning fluid. B. Antiseptic. C. Insecticide. Or D. Shaving cream. During D, World War II. Cream. Uh, final, final answer? answer. Yeah. Uh, you're actually incorrect. It was Really? I was so sure. It, it was insecticide. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then the last one was I, you would have absolutely hated, but the Earth is approximately how many miles away from the Sun? So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so no um, meters. So I, I, I might have, uh, I'm, I might have gotten it right, maybe. But let's let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. I agree. All right, your turn. Do you want to wait? Do you want to give the the ladies and gentlemen who are curious the the right answer? Yes, absolutely. It's 93 million miles away. Yeah, I think I would have gotten it right. All right. It was nine point. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever. Okay. Today I found in an expat shop habanero hot sauce. There's a lot in- that you can that you cannot find here. Uh, my question for you, Phil, is what is the perfect sauce slash spread for a good burger? Uh, really quick, I want to go back. What kind of what kind of store were you in? An expat, an expatriate store. Never- like it's a it's a. It's it's called Kelly's uh, expat. Sh- I don't know. It, mm, Kelly's never heard it's of referred it. Referred to as Kelly's in other countries, you know, especially places where there's a lot, a huge um, U, uh, U.S. presence or British or anywhere. You know, people who who uh, who um, who are expatriates from their country, such as the U.S., oh. who work at the embassy. Um, Miss a lot of things from the U.S. or from the U.K. If you're from the U.K. Right. or from Australia, even, and so these kinds of shops pop up where you know the, 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 these people import those things, all the most loved uh, grocery items that you can't get here, and and they do quite well. In fact, they're expanding their store as we speak. So habanero sauce, I found it and it was imported from Mexico. Um, they do mostly U.S. and U.K. stuff, so it was actually pretty cool to, to find habanero sauce. Um, All right. And so, yeah, so um, what is the perfect sauce slash spread for a good burger? <laughs> See, you're absolutely going to find me abysmal. Absolutely abysmal, because my answer is just a simple cheese spread. I, I absolutely, there's, I, I don't think that there, oh, there, yeah, there was I, I at a time. You. I know, I know. But here, g- give me a second to at least plead my case. Did you ever happen to go to Fuddruckers when you were, while well, your time in L.A.? I absolutely did not. <laughs> well, I, I've never, never de- desired to go to a place called Rudd. <laughs> Fuddruckers. Fuddruckers. <laughs> I always, whenever I would see we it, I would want it. I would want to pronounce it the other way. Just in case there's any kids listening, I won't. But I did right. not go to Fuddruckers. <laughs> just, the, it's just so tempting to say it the other way. I, I, I can imagine so. I never, I never made that connection, but I appreciate you for doing so. Um, but yes, I go there, and that cheese spread sauce, they have one that both is jalapeno and not, is, oh, you just dip your cheese in it, you put it on your, on your cheeseburger. Oh, it is absolutely delightful. But to, 
to be absolutely fair to both myself and the the greater population who's probably angry at me for my response, I am very much a plain guy. When you ask me what I want on my burger, I just go to lettuce and cheese on my burger. That's all I go. So to even go so far as to say... No, absolutely not. No. What about In and Out? You like In and Out? Thousand Island. I, I don't. I don't do Thousand Island. You, I you, I go there for for lettuce, cheese, and the meat and bun. That is you all. And I, I'm you and I are are very different. I, I, I'm the kind of person who's you know I like I, at In and Out it's everything including the grilled onions. And and when we make burgers at home, man, I stack that thing high, and and there is no good, there is no one like I, I hate even asking this question because there is no one good sauce or spread. You can do ketchup and, and like English mustard or or God, I've even done sriracha. Um, I mean, some people so, do some people Thousand do Island prefer is great. certain sauces on everything. I mean, I, I have a fair amount of people in my life who love Cane's dipping sauce on everything. They buy that stuff by the jug and just put it on anything applicable, any and everything applicable, even like a veggie salad <sighs> they'll put it in. So It's a good uh, thing we, we agree a lot about movies because, man, do we disagree about food. And to, but again, to be fair, I realize that I myself am a picky eater, so there, there at least is an awareness for it. <laughs> well, yeah, acknowledgement is the first step. So, all right, David, I recently me. read an article that less than half of Americans know that alcohol is a carcinogen. With a 1988 World Health Organization study as backing, there was a confirmed casual relationship between ethanol. And throat, liver, breast, and colon cancers. A couple things, oh David. One, one. Did you know this? Two. I, I didn't. No. Oh well, there you go. Yeah. Sorry. Two. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. We can take this one by one. Does it affect your drinking habits at all? Now knowing this, I, uh, I'm not a heavy, heavy drinker. Um, I, n- no, I didn't know this. I, 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 it doesn't surprise me, per se. But I didn't know it. There, my. My grandfather had colon cancer, so uh, <laughs> maybe that had something to do with it. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. Um, I think that there's certain things that I, I would happily give up if I found out that they were carcinogenic, and you know. But but I I I'm a, I, I have too much appreciation for wine and like good wine and really like craft beers. I'm a big I'm a big guy for for beers and like interesting beers and, and nice wines and and uh, and I do like to. <laughs> I do like to drink, uh, you know, as much as anybody else, um, as in in large quantities. But I, I'm well, a kind of like beer with dinner kind of guy, or, or wine with dinner, depending on what we're eating. So right. no, I know it wouldn't affect my my drinking habits. I think there's certain things that you just have to enjoy. Life is too short to cut everything out. And then we go to three. What is your favorite alcoholic drink of choice? Um, it's, it's really tough, um, between beer and wine. Uh, I, it really depends on what I'm eating, what kind of mood it is. If, if I'm watching sports, then I love having beer and chips and snacky foods and stuff. And, and if, you know, if it's like pasta or, or like a nice dinner, then sometimes beer still works, but, but usually it's, it's gotta be wine. Um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't never, you can never make me choose between the two. Fair enough. That was my fi- that was my uh, last little tidbit in that one. So go ahead, David. Your last. All right. Question. Final question. Tesla have recently halted their plans 
for a factory in Germany because of snakes and lizards and destruction of their habitat. <laughs> have you ever had <laughs> have you ever had an encounter with any kind of a snake or lizard that was of note? Well, I mean, I don't know. I I don't think that this necessarily goes to your question, but I actually owned a snake as a pet when I was younger. Oh, really? Uh, a, a, wow. Yeah, a corn, a corn snake. When uh, I was younger, my older sister and I both were gifted um, snakes as pets. Um, uh, her her snake... What was the smell like? It actually... I mean, there, there really wasn't one. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm talking more about the fecal, fecal smell. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it it um, it wasn't terribly bad. I mean, to be to be fair, they're in their own aquarium. So uh, once you see it, it's just I mean, they eat the one mouse per three weeks. So I mean, it's really not that bad. It's just the one time, and once you see it, you kind of take it out and you're done. Um, and that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, be, me being the businessman and forward thinker that I am, I. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of leads to a bigger conversation, but when I was younger and I was in uh, grade school, I, I don't know what the European equivalent to that would be, um, but I, when I was in grade school, I was something of, uh, this This leads me to whenever I think I would be in jail, I would be the guy who would get things for other people because when I was a kid, I was the guy who sold, who during recess took his time to kind of, you know, don the trench coat and be like, hey, what do you want? Do you want some candy? Do you want some? And I sold snakeskins to all the guys. All the guys just wanted wow. the snakeskin. Yeah, I... I did, did you I, ever take your snake with you anywhere? Or? No, 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 no. I wasn't that weird. But I knew that the snakeskin, I was like... <laughs> When I first saw it, I was like, "This is actually kind of cool," and so I, I sold it to, uh, yeah, sold it to, we, we, yeah. We had snakeskins um, that we, we we would find them in Zambia on our family right. farm in Zambia, and we would find them and and, and keep them because they are they are really cool actually. And there's no smell. Just for anyone who has no familiarity with snakes, like they don't really smell. It's just skin. It doesn't smell or it doesn't decay. Right. It just sort of dries up and. Exactly. Uh, oh, oh, well, I guess actually now that I'm thinking about it, the to answer your question as, as quickly as possible, I was out running one night, and it was near the end of my jog. If I had to quantify it, it was probably about three-fourths of the way through. So I, I'm pretty, like, and this was like a two-mile run, so I'm pretty exhausted as I'm going through, and so I'm like, oh, 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 and it's dark, and all, I'm going, oh, oh, and all of a sudden, like, I looked down, and about a step above where I placed my right foot is, like, a snake, and I see it, like, coil its head, and it's like, and it's and it's on the sidewalk. I swear, like I I just reacted and I leaped forward uh, over the over the body of it uh, onto the forward end of the pavement and I ran so fast that I truly do understand now the full testosterone of how they say mothers can like have contain superhuman strength and like lift a car if their baby's underneath it or whatever because I did not feel a thing for about like you know 17 pa run paces you know I, I was just so far ahead and then finally i looked back and i was like oh my gosh like my legs were at proper form they were going up and down i was just running as fast as i could and i didn't even feel it until finally i like took a chance to like look back and as soon as i didn't i just stopped and released it but it was it was the yeah. the oh the the energy i received the emergency amount of you know uh yeah of, i had uh, i had i had a similar encounter uh, except I, I didn't quite get maybe as close, but I did almost step on it. I'm not really sure what kind of snake it was, whether it was even venomous, but... And then oh, we, yes. we, we, I was running with someone, and they pointed it out, and that's why I didn't step on it. And then and then when we were running back in the other direction, this was early in our run, we were running back in the other direction, and it had been run over, it was on the road, so... It's mm. unfortunate. 
All right, David. Anyway, tis, hit me with your tis, last question. Yeah, tis the season to get sick. And amidst the pandemic's concerns, it becomes even more important to sidestep any and all illnesses and ailments. Since one little cough or sneeze grants you the side eye of all those around you these days, which rightfully so. So to help fight the elements of incoming sickness, I turn, me personally, to these Hall's Vitamin C Drops. And I'm going to show you, even though I realize this is an audio format, I, I'm showing David these. They're just like little... Yeah, they're like cough drops, but without the bite or numbing effect in the back of the throat. They just contain vitamin C, and they're fruity and fun. They're kind of more candy than anything else, but they make me feel good. Um, I was wondering, how do you keep healthy, David? Have you ever caught the flu? And do you sneeze in the mask or take it off to sneeze? If you take it off to sneeze, you're you're a special kind of special. Please don't do that. <laughs> that's that's kind of that's the Defeating number the like. The masks don't protect you as much as they protect other people from you. The, the whole point is that it blocks you sneezing, coughing, even yawning. Leave it on. That's the whole point. Um, yeah, so I, I absolutely leave it on. Um, what was what was? How do I keep healthy? The other ones. How um, do you keep healthy? You know, I, there, it's a lot of it's a, one of the main things that we talk about these days is the masks and. And, you know, obviously that's something that I do. I I don't see the masks being a permanent thing, you know, post-pandemic. But a lot of people are saying, oh, the masks are here to stay. I mean, I'm not going to continue to wear a mask post-pandemic, except when I'm sick. You know, I think that's a courtesy that we can all do for, for other people when we're sick is to wear a mask. I think it, that's, a, that's a really nice thing that we have learned that we can do. I have caught the flu. Um... I was not smart. This was years ago. The last time I had the flu was years ago, and I was not smart, and I, I went to class anyway. I kept my distance from people, but also the flu isn't nearly as contagious, I suppose, as, as, as coronavirus. But, you know, I, I take my vitamins, I eat healthy, and, and that that's all you really can do. I run, obviously. Exercise is a huge, it plays a huge role in your immune system. People don't realize that. Like, I think my fitness is, is part of what has kept me healthy through this pandemic. Um, so yeah. All right. No, that that's all fair and uh, and good good to know. And uh, that also is my last question. So we go forward and we look ahead to next week. We don't know what we will watch just yet. We will discuss it after the podcast. Yeah. But let's see if we can find another one of those Oscar bait films. Tis the I, season. Tis the season. I actually have th thought and found that there are a couple that have been released and not in limited to. I think by the time this podcast will drop next week, we'll have access to Wonder Woman 84. So I realize that that may not be Oscar bait worthy, but that will certainly be noteworthy. Be. But I don't know. Well, well yeah. yeah, it actually could be off of even Black, if it's Black just something Panther as silly as... Black Panther was nominated. And I'm not, I don't know right? if... Uh, I don't know if... Uh, no, Black Panther was nominated for Best Picture. Oh, you're right. Um, yeah, absolutely. But wasn't also Costumes? Uh, yes, it was. I think it won for costumes, uh, if I remember I think so correctly. Too. But obviously, it was also nominated for Best Picture. And I'm Absolutely. not saying that Wonder Woman will be on the same, at the same Dock caliber, it. but you, it could be. You never it know. It could be. We, we don't know. All right. Uh, so that ends it for uh, Give Me Five for David Hoffman. You guys can find me on, find me on Instagram at David Hoffman underscore actor. Hoffman with double F and double N. Oh, yes. We love it to double our cheeseburgers and double our N's. There we go. I'm Philip Amrine. 
plain cheeseburger kind of man. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Give Me Five. Make sure to listen next week for more oncoming episodes on chopped greens. And, of course, the the episode that uh, preceded this one, uh, based off of Hillbilly Elegy. I'm going to have a hard time saying that for the rest of my life. Hillbilly Elegy. Hillbilly Elegy. Great, great film. Check out the review. Check out the review. Thank you so much for listening to this. And continue to listen, subscribe on any and all platforms. We're on Spotify, baby. Woo! Let's go get that. Spotify. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs>